The mission is simple, to help high achievers naturally eliminate emotional and physical obstacles so they can optimize their life for higher achievement. Welcome. You have just entered the Genesis Zone. Good day and welcome to the Genesis Zone show. This is Dr. Brian Brown. Thank you for taking time out of your busy schedule to join us on this this beautiful Friday. It's the end of the week. Give yourself a pat on the back. You made it. And hopefully uh, you're going to be able to get some rest this weekend and get recuperated. It is a holiday weekend here in the United States. So uh, most everybody's got a three day weekend. So please enjoy and rest up. Um, again, thank you. Thank you for joining us. Uh, just coming off um, the founding members boot camp group. And um, what an amazing experience. I'll be talking more about that here uh, at toward the end of the show. But uh, have you ever uh, thought, ever uh, thought that your health uh, could be better? Or have you ever thought or wondered why you have a certain health condition or health conditions that nobody in your family seems to have? And you've always kind of been puzzled about that. Well, if that's the case, then this episode is for you. And to today's In the Zone segment I'm going to be discussing the genetic health consequences of stress and how you can turn that around for not just stress survival, but better yet, what I like to call stress survival. <laughs> and um, it's kind of a, a term that I coined uh, some time ago, but stress survival is better than survival because you're thriving. So uh, before we get started, in yesterday's Servant Day's Servant Leader uh, segment with psychologist and relationship expert, Dr. Vijayata Singh, uh, we discussed the keys to relationship wellness. Now, this is the second time we've had Dr. Singh back. The first time we had her here, uh, we discussed just kind of her journey and her personal struggles and things like that. Uh, but I wanted to have her back as an expert, as a relationship expert, so we could talk about relationship wellness. Now, one of the main keys to relationship wellness that Dr. Singh shared was this, and I'm quoting, prevention is always better than an intervention. Think about that. Prevention is always better than an intervention. That holds true for relationships but it also holds true for our health and wellness. Prevention's always better than having to have a reactionary response, reactionary response, and having to intervene on a problem that's been there for a while. So, Dr. Singh went on to share that conflicts are a natural and essential part of relationship dynamics, and may and it may be because we all carry our own emotional baggage into the relationship experience. Dr. Singh also shared that, uh, some insights around breaking the cycle of people pleasing and setting healthier boundaries. Uh, so if you missed yesterday's interview with Dr., Dr. Singh, I encourage you to go back and listen to it. It was full of insights and wisdom for relationship wellness. That brings us forward to today's topic on this, on this In the Zone segment where I'm going to be talking about uh, your health genes and stress survival. So 
Um, there was a study. Um, there was a study published in 2018. Not well, back that up. Not really a study. It was a review of the literature. The way studies get get done is that someone comes along and does a review of the literature and says, "Listen, this is the information that we have at hand, and these are the gaps that we've identified that need to be researched." So reviews of the literature are critically important. It takes a lot of work to, to, to design that type of uh, study. It's a literature review study. It does take a lot of time to do that. So Dr. Denhart uh, published in the Journal of Cellular Physiology in 2018 uh, an, a, a journal article called The Effect of Stress on Human Biology, Epigenetics, Adaptation, Inheritance, and social significance. Now, don't worry about that. I'm going to post the, the, the link post the, the, the link to that exact study so you can have the full study to view and, 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 and please use that link. Uh, it's a website that I use uh, that gives free access to full journal articles. It's very hard to come by. Uh, most of the time you have to pay 50 to $75 for an article this I'm giving to you for free. So, uh, and I'll provide the link in the show notes. But in this literature review, Dr. Bernhardt, uh, or, or excuse me, Denhart reveals the following. And I'm going to read this to you because I think it's that important. I don't often do this. Oftentimes I'll give you a summary, but I think it's important enough that I want to read this to you verbatim. Um, Dr. Denhart says this, here are the genes important in mediating the response to stress, but they're outside the HPA axis system. Now, little timeout. The little timeout. The HPA axis is the hypothalamic pituitary adrenal axis. That's typically where our stress response comes from. It controls our hormones. It controls insulin and melatonin and serotonin and norepinephrine and dopamine and testosterone and progesterone and estrogen. And uh, all kinds of immune responses are, are, are covered under the HPA axis. So these are genes outside that system where we don't normally think that, okay, you have stress genes that reside outside this HPA axis system, because that's where we think used to think most of those genes were, were, were present. But not so. So here are the genes important in mediating the responses to stress. They include... BDNF or brain-derived neurotrophic factor, LCN2. And, and you don't have to memorize these. I'm just telling you, these are some genes that research is starting to show. BDNF, LCN2, LCN2, uh, serotonin transporters like SLC6A4 uh, and 5-HTT. Again, you don't need to know the names, just know that we're starting to identify these. And F. AAH or fatty acid amide hydrolase. Uh, after, get this, this is so cool. After a single acute, meaning right now, it's not chronic, it's not ongoing. After a single acute stressful event, BDNF expression remains significantly elevated for over a week. Now, this can be an event that's five minutes, 10 minutes, 20 minutes, 30 minutes, an hour, a day. But BDNF expression in the genome is going to remain elevated for over a week. He goes on to say the epigenetic mechanisms controlling BDNF expression 
are influenced by stress throughout stress throughout life, starting in the prenatal stage and get this continuing uh, uh, for the rest of their life. Maternal separation early in life is one of those things that has a major impact on BDNF. Now, some of these DNA modifications may last a lifetime or beyond transgenerational, he has in parentheses here, influencing how the brain and mind develop. I'll talk more in just a second about that transgenerational model and some research that's come up about how a stressful event, that's what he's talking about here, caused a change in a child's genes that they not only carried into adulthood, but they are passing down to the next generation. And like I said, we'll talk more about that here in just a second. It's it's so cool. The re- so cool. The research that is coming out now. Here's a side note. He specifically mentions BDNF being related to early childhood stresses and, and traumas and things like that, such as separation from your mother. As a side note, BDNF is the gene that has been related to poor attention, concentration, and focus. So, hmm, what does that sound like? That sounds a lot like attention deficit, maybe attention deficit hyperactivity disorder, or just ADD, attention deficit disorder. But could all that be related to a genetic condition? And it's not really a psychiatric disorder. It's just kind of manifesting with some psychiatric symptoms. Hmm, it could be. And there are people like me who do epigenetics and nutrigenomics that work specifically with kids that can actually work to get those BDNF genes downregulated, genes downregulated so they don't overexpress. And mysteriously, all without pharmaceutical medications, these kids' ADHD, quote unquote, goes away. Imagine that. So BDNF is linked to attention, concentration, and focus issues. Guess what else it's linked to? BDNF is also linked to higher incidence of Alzheimer's and Parkinson's later in life. So we know all these neurodevelopmental and neuropsychiatric conditions are linked to BDNF. That's how critically important it is to understand Dr. Denhart's review of the literature and some things that he's starting to pull out here and we're finding in the literature. So uh, what I'd like to share with you today in order to help us all gain the highest understanding of epigenetic risk factors in, in, in our lives, uh, in your life, is a tool life is a tool called the Adverse Childhood Experiences Tool, or ACEs, all capital letters, A-C-E apostrophe S, ACEs for short. Now, the ACEs test or quiz um, was a joint venture research between Kaiser Permanente and the Centers for Disease Control. Now, Kaiser Permanente is um, out of California. They're on the West Coast. They're, they originated on the West Coast. They've spread from there, but they were the first managed care organization in the United States. And so they've been pioneers in managed care. And I, I you know, you hear me talk poorly of insurance companies and things like that a lot. Kaiser Permanente, I think, I think they have their heart in the right place. And I think they have really, really good intentions. And so I kind of carved them out as an exception because I think they do good work. 
Um, now, um, now managed care being what it is, sometimes things fall through the crack and you don't get the care that you necessarily deserve, but I mean, they're pretty good about it anyway. So it was this joint venture between Kaiser Permanente and the Centers for Disease Control, where they wanted to look at the impact of adverse childhood experiences on long-term health outcomes. Now, in all transparency, this study, which was a two-year study between 1995 and 1997, was not, hear me when I say it, was not an epigenetic study, but epigenetics was exactly what they stumbled on. They just didn't know it at the time. Here's why. The original ACEs study, which was done between 1995 and 1997, uh, during that time frame, epigenetics was barely a thought in the minds of scientists at the time. We, we had just started wrapping up the human genome, like unlocking the human genome and kind of looking at the ramifications, like what does all this mean? And then we were coming into this realization around 1995 that, holy cow, less than 10% of all of these illnesses that we of these illnesses that we thought we were going to find the answer for, only 10% of them can be answered by genetics. So what does that mean? And we, and we now know that it's more like 20%, somewhere along in there, but 10 to 20%. So 80 to 90% of what goes on with us as humans are attributable to modifiable factors or AKA epigenetics. So this study, this ACEs study, Adverse Childhood Experiences Study between 1995 and 1997 had 17,000 people in it. This is huge. These weren't children. These were adults. You need to know that. So they weren't studying children. Yes, they were looking at adverse childhood experiences, but they were looking at adults and they followed them over a two-year period. Now, you might think, oh, they used inner city uh, people, uh, people of lower socioeconomic status. Guess what? Guess what? In this particular study, two thirds of the persistent or, or, or the of the participants were white collar people. So, and what they found since 1997, when this study ends, is it doesn't matter what socioeconomic strata you come from, the results are all the same. If you have an adverse childhood experience, if your score is high enough, you're at risk for certain certain things. And I'll talk more about that uh, in just a second. But continuing on. The researchers in the original adverse childhood experiences study found that even though study participants had little or no family disease history for, you know, chronic health conditions like obesity, high blood pressure, cardiovascular disease, lung disease, kidney disease, liver disease, substance abuse issues or mental health issues, participants who had adverse childhood experiences, schoolhood experiences scores that were between certain levels, they did have these issues. They just didn't know why. They weren't sure why. They were puzzled, actually. So fast forward to 2015, just, you know, what, six, seven years ago, six years ago, um, and a team of researchers published their findings um, in clinical epigenetics in 2015. The title of this study, and again, I'll publish the link to the full, full study so you can look at it. The title of this study was Epigenetic Alterations Following Early Postnatal Stress. Okay. And 
And they found, these researchers found that genes such as, here we go, BDNF again, and 5-HTT, which is one of those serotonin transport genes that I mentioned earlier, uh, as well as estrogen receptor alpha, RELIN, R-E-E-L-I-N, RELIN, the RELIN gene, RELIN, the RELIN gene, and the PEG-10 or parental express gene 10 are all detrimentally affected and children subjected to early life stress, regardless of how significant we felt that stress was. If they were subjected to stress, boom, they had changes in these genes. Others went on to show uh, since then, well, also in 2015, I'll back that up, um, in in a study that's uh, transgenerational epigenetic programming via sperm microRNA uh, recapitulates the effects of paternal stress. Oh my gosh, what a mouthful. What does that mean? So here's what that means. This is so cool. So what they found was is that in male mice, okay, granted this is not a human study, but in mice, because they replicate so quickly, they can study multiple generations in a very short period of time. And what they found was, what they found was, is that when male mice are subjected to stress, they pass on stress genes that are already cut on to their offspring. And guess what? It can be passed on for seven generations in the on position so that these offspring for seven generations have these heightened stress responses, anxiety responses, and so on and so forth. Now, that's sad, but it's cool. It's cool to know that, okay, if I do something to negatively impact my genes, I can pass that on. If I do something to positively impact my genes, guess what? I can pass that on. So anyway, this, this brings to light. And again, I'll also publish the link to this study so that you have it and you can look at the whole study. So um, I hope that you're, you're starting to wrap your head, to wrap your head around the impact of stress on your health genes. So you may be asking, well, how do we survive this? How do we overcome this? How can we positively change these dysfunctional genes so that they function better? Well, that's a great challenge. That's a great question. So I've got a little bit of a challenge for you. And it's not something that you have to post publicly. Please don't do that, actually. Um, but what I want you to do is I want you to go to www americanspcc.org. Uh, that stands for the American Society for the Positive Care of Children. Uh, so www.americanspcc.org forward slash take the ACEs quiz. And there are hyphens between each of those words. Take, take hyphen the hyphen ACEs hyphen quiz. Okay. Yes. Okay. Uh, as I said, this is the website for the American Society for the Positive Care of Children. The quiz is only 10 questions. It will literally take you less than three minutes to complete. And it's totally anonymous. You don't have to put any demographic information in. 
Uh, if you want to use a, a, a private browser so they're not picking up any kind of information of where you are in the country or anything like that, do that. It's, but it's totally anonymous. And once you get your score, look directly beneath that score, and it's going to give you some feedback as to what your risk is, what you're at risk for, those types of things based on the ACES study. doesn't talk anything about epigenetics. It just talks to you about your, your risk that we now know are epigenetically controlled. So if you're at risk, and here's here's the, the good news, if you're at risk, then there are epigenetic changes that have likely occurred in your cells. And the good news is we live in the 21st century and the century. And the even better news is, is that we have this emerging field called epigenetics and nutrigenomics, and we can actually start to make modifications in these dysfunctional genes. And we can put measures in place to modify those those, those genes in a positive direction. So if, um, if, if, if you're in that place, um, if you'd like to kind of modify those genes in a positive direction, or even just get your genes checked to see what, where they are. A lot of times people know there's something out of balance. They don't quite feel right. They, they look around their immediate family and they go, well, nobody else has these issues. Why do I have these issues? And they're already kind of wandering in that direction anyway. Um, I, I'd be glad to help. Uh, I've created a boot camp called the Gene Hack Boot Camp. I mentioned it right at the top of the show. And uh, as I said, we just completed the first Gene Hack completed the first Gene Hack Boot Camp founding members group, and we had a blast. Um, it was an amazing group of people, very active, great feedback. And here's what one founding member said. The Gene Hack Bootcamp was so full of information that it's hard to choose which pearls of wisdom to highlight. Here are just a few that stood out to me. Number one, uh, magnesium and its function with genes. Number two, the fact that 60% of adults are deficient in magnesium. And number three, 80% of our genes can be changed, modified, or improved by healthy lifestyle. So, I ask you this, if you're sick and tired of feeling sick and tired, then join me on the next Gene Hack Bootcamp. Enrollment's not open yet. I, I am currently working with the people who wanted to go on further. It's called the Gene Hack Accelerator, where we actually check your genetics. We actually check your genetics and we do this in a group fashion and I teach you how to interpret your genetics and we work through this together. And then we put a plan or blueprint in place that is your lifetime blueprint that you can carry with you wherever you go. And um, because guess what? The genetics are there. We just need to know what to do with them. So that's what the Gene Hack Accelerator does. So I'm currently working with those people right now. But in, in about uh, the next 90 days, I'll be relaunching the boot camp and the boot camp will be opening up for enrollment again. Uh, go ahead and 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 get on the waiting list. So if you go to uh, www.drbriangbrown.com uh, forward slash gene hack, G-E-N-E-H-A-C-K, uh, and just follow the instructions there, we'll get you on uh, the early release list. And in the Gene Hack Bootcamp, just know that uh, using the uh, using the proprietary Genesis own method that I will explain in the bootcamp, I'll teach you how to know exactly which of your five optimization zones are out of balance um, and uh, and how those uh, 
optimization zones being out of balance are creating states of lower physical, emotional, and mental performance for you and what you can do about it. So if you're looking to really propel yourself forward and move into a place of higher performance physically, emotionally, um, uh, and mentally, then the Gene Hack Bootcamp is for you. Trust me. Uh, it's, it's an amazing experience. It's a power packed five days, uh, especially um, if you're in that place where you want to feel healthier and stronger, you want to find balance, you want to have a stronger immune system, have an improved focus and concentration, have better mood, lower anxiety, more energy, more stamina, more endurance, those types of things. Um, if that's interesting, if that's interesting to you, then the, then the Gene Hack Bootcamp is right up your alley. Again, go to www.drbriangbrown.com forward slash Gene Hack and just follow the instructions there. Uh, if you have any questions about the Gene Hack Bootcamp or you just want to reach out to me and let's connect, um, maybe you want to bypass the Gene Hack Bootcamp and just work with me personally, direct message me on Facebook or Instagram at Dr. Brian G. Brown. Uh, I'll be more than happy to talk to you. So anyway, that's all I've got for today. Uh, thank you. Thank you for listening. Uh, join me next Thursday, uh, noon Eastern Standard Time for our next Wellness Warrior segment, where I'll be interviewing another surprise guest and we'll continue exploring ways in which you can optimize for higher performance mentally, emotionally, and physically. Uh, most informed, most trusted, and um, most grateful that you spent this time with us, that you spent this time with us today. I don't take that for granted. I really don't. Until next time, stay in the zone. I'm Dr. Brian Brown.